0: Hello and welcome to episode 19 of My Freelance Life, a podcast from the team here at millo.co. I am Preston Lee and of course with me on the air today as is every week is my friend here Andy. Hi Andy, how you doing? Good, thanks. Hello. Good, man. I'm excited to be on the air again with you. For those of you listening, you probably know by now that Andy quit his job uh, almost a year ago now, right Andy? Oh yeah. Um,
1: We're getting close. Start-
0: yeah, that's fantastic to start working for himself and uh, and this show as you know is a weekly check-in with Andy to see what really happens when you decide to start freelancing full-time. Obviously, we if we do this every week and we're only on episode 19, we clearly haven't documented the full journey, but it has been quite amazing. We'll have to make sure we capture when you complete a full year, you know, and uh, and be sure yeah. to chat about some of that stuff. That's that's really exciting. Show notes for this episode, folks, are found at freelancelifepodcast.com and this episode it is brought to you by our friends at Bonsai, a really fantastic productivity tool uh, and an entire productivity suite, really, for freelancers. Bonzai is like having your own virtual assistant kind of when your client accepts a proposal bonsai will automatically draft up the contract and then when they sign the contract they will bonsai will automatically generate the invoices it's it's a really slick process really simplifies a lot of uh, the process that you have to deal with as a freelancer you so you can get back to the work that you love the most whether that's like andy building spreadsheets and scripts or uh, you know whether that's designing or writing or any of the many of many different things i know many of of the listeners do uh, as freelancers. In fact, uh, the the studies show that freelancers who use Bonsai get paid an average of 13 days faster and have three times fewer late payments. So that's pretty cool. Uh, you can put your freelancing on autopilot with Bonsai. You can try it at freelancelifepodcast.com slash bonsai that's b-o-n-s-a-i and your first 14 days are completely free thanks to the partnership we've arranged with bonsai they do give us a small percentage of the uh of the sign up fee if you decide to sign up after those 14 days but if not it was a great trial and you can be on your way i think you will probably stick around i've tried bonsai it is a fantastic tool it really makes things quite a bit simpler for freelancers They've been working a long time very closely with freelancers and know exactly what they're doing. So thanks to Bonsai for supporting freelancers and supporting today's show. Uh, much appreciated, guys. Thank you. Andy, let's let's uh let's dive into today's conversation. What has been happening this week? How are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good. I'm I'm afraid that these days things are just getting boring. <laughs> not <laughs> not boring per se, but just the same every week. And And I I don't know, maybe it's because I'm not taking on a lot of new clients. There's not a lot of like interactions to talk about. I mean, I always start that way, but then I always end up thinking of something. And even while saying this, I've thought of something. But it does still feel like things are kind of (laughs) becoming more like normal these days.
0: Yeah. Does it so? So when you say boring, like does that, does it feel like, um, like the novelty of of freelancing has has maybe started to wear yeah. off, and and now it's kind of just a job, or or what do you mean by that? Oh,
1: I think I think boring could have could have given the wrong idea i I am not bored, but it might be boring for the sake of a of a show like i, I see it's it's that there's not all these like exciting things to talk about now. I learned this totally new thing about how to interact with clients this week it's
0: It's more like, oh, I've just been doing work. I see. And I think sometimes that can be you know kind of like the curse of knowledge you don't know uh, you don't remember what it's like to not know something or to yeah. not be experiencing something like people who are listening in you you might think it's pretty boring but but you know something they don't even know a question they don't even know to ask or a situation they don't even know they're going to be presented with as they pursue freelancing we might end up addressing today and so I think uh yeah it's it's funny Checking in like this every week has kind of done that to us, I think. Sort of made it feel into it. uh, Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. But um I don't know. I guess let's hear from the listeners. If you want to tell us the show's boring, send us a tweet or an email. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, I didn't think you work for
0: something. Well, in
1: that spiel, I I did think of something that this week. And we may have talked about this before because I know I've had these these thoughts before. Anyway, the the scenario is this that I got a um uh, an invitation for a certain job and I looked at it and it looked fun, it looked like things I enjoy doing. I was stoked about it, talked with the client for a while and they seemed awesome to work with and everything. And and I still have my my high rate pre-Europe trip just set up there high to see if anyone would would bite and I haven't brought it down because I haven't needed to because I'm still working on old projects, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Anyway, so we talked and the guy was excited about it, but then um, he came back and said, um, I really want to work with you, but uh, we have another person who will do it for half of what you have quoted as your rate. He's like, and then he like offered something in the middle, but not in the middle closer to the other person's rate. Yeah. And, and he was like, could you do it for this? And I thought about it and the rate, because my rate is so high, the rate he proposed is actually like as high as I've, um, except for a couple of, uh, except for two jobs, it's the highest like hourly rate I would have ever done before. So I was, I was wanting to do it, but at the same time I thought it won't hurt to like try to keep my rate where it's at. So I even, I even like counter proposed and I said, Hey, can you meet me? Like, directly in the middle of what this other person is offering and what my rate is. And he came back and said, no, it would have, that the rate he gave me was the top. And this was fairly recent. I actually haven't replied to that yet. So, um, but here's the thing, like I, I would be happy to do it at that rate. Like I'm comfortable there. That is a, I think a fair rate. And it's even, I mean, it, It would be better than the job I'm doing now because the job I'm doing now is so old. It's on an old hourly rate. But anyway, the one thing that I hesitate with taking it is that if I want to command the sort of rate that I have now, which has been um, partially successful so far without even having a major testing period, um, I've wondered, is it going to be harmful for me to accept lower rates in the meantime, because it will, because it will, you know, show that, oh, wait, he says this is his hourly rate, but I look at his previous jobs. The one he just barely did was almost half that, like, is that, and are people going to think that, you know, they can just offer a lower rate and I'll take it. And well, I guess if, if this example is, is proof of anything. It's that, yes, I would take it, but maybe not always. And I don't know. These are the thoughts that are spinning around in my head. Whoa. Even now I'm thinking of new
0: things. Yeah, and it opens up a whole bunch of questions in my mind too. I'm trying to scratch them down as quickly as I can on a notepad here because um, I think it opens a lot of interesting Scenarios and questions and possibilities and things that a lot of freelancers will face. I think it's important to identify, first of all, you know, in case listeners are fairly new to the show, or even if you've maybe forgotten, Andy, you do almost 100% of your freelancing work on Upwork right now. Is that right? Yes, so, that's right. And so, one of, and so what you're saying to sort of reiterate is, is just, uh, you're worried about people looking at your sort of project history on Upwork. And yes, you might have great reviews and you might have great, um, feedback and all that sort of thing, but but you're worried that someone will see that you did the project for two thirds of your asking price or whatever, and so it, it's a it's a
1: yeah I guess that is pretty uh, unique to Upwork and things like that. Other places they don't necessarily see what you've right what you've charged past clients right yeah, exactly I yeah thought about that yeah
0: and so it does change how you can negotiate. Um, it's possible this guy is also has also seen that you've done work you know, recently for less or something, but um, okay. So that's, that's a unique, I guess, like maybe that problem goes away or at least minimizes a little bit. If you're not going through a marketplace where your rates are publicly visible to, to potential clients, but nevertheless, I mean, yours are like, we can't, we can't like talk about a scenario that we're not in right now. It does. It, it um, does. It makes me think of, you know, options. Uh, I guess I, let me I want I want to sort of just um spitball here a couple a couple options I thought of like could you offer him um, a I guess there's 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 other options other than a discount there's there's other value adds besides a discount right like if like could you do bonus number of hours could you do an extra project could you uh, you know give him a deal on his next I guess that's still a discount but I guess that what I'm saying is there's other ways to sort of add value than just to reduce the price. No. I don't know if he'd go for any of those kinds of things. Have you done anything like that in the past or considered it at all? Oh,
1: that's a good idea. And I've, I thought about that actually. And, um, one thing I thought of is maybe I could just charge my higher rate, but then give him a couple hours off, like you're saying, and then it ends up being the same for him either way. Right. But then I thought, is that like, is that like, uh, artificially inflating my rates? Is that, now, I don't know if there's anything like explicitly written against that, but I thought, is that, maybe that's fine. I mean, to give someone a, like, oh, I'll give uh, the first hour or two or whatever consultation is is free. And then after that, it's this much or something. I don't know. Yeah. That is a, that is a, definitely a possibility. And I, I almost did it once before. Well, actually, it was something different, but it sounds familiar or sounds similar to me that um, someone came to me with a fixed price, was it? Yeah. It was a fixed price project that I really wanted to work on. And it was going to be really quick. Like I could have done it in an hour or something or less. And I was like, sweet, this person's cool. Like I'll work with them. Maybe something else will come out of it. Or if nothing else, it's a fun, quick little project. And, but the rate, because it was, it was such a quick project and they honestly were trying to just get it done kind of cheaply. They had the fixed price fairly low. And I thought, man, man, like the fixed price of this project is lower than my hourly rate. This might just look bad on my on my profile like i like I was mentioning before, and so I don't necessarily want to take this project even though it's worth it time wise like it 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 makes sense in the end, and even that I think is debatable because of the the non build time before and after would make but anyway, I was willing to do it. We will just say that, and even though it makes sense to me, it would just look weird to have this project. So it would make, it would just make it look like I do. I'm willing to do cheap work like that. And I don't, I I didn't, people wouldn't have the context. That's what I, I, that's what it comes down to is future clients wouldn't have the context. So what I proposed to this client was how about this? You convert this from a fixed price project and we'll run it as hourly But then I'll bill it as however many hours it takes to reach that amount, or in this case, fractions of an hour, actually. So, uh, and I thought that'll be good because people that see me will see, oh, this was indeed a high paying gig, but the client will still only pay the same amount and people will then have the context that, oh, the reason why this job paid so little was because actually the hours were really only took that long. And so I proposed that. The client was on board with it, but then before we got a chance to start it, they said they came back and said, Oh, my buddy told me he knows how to do this, or something like that. So he ended up getting it solved in another way. But that way, it's kind of similar to what we were describing, but definitely still its own
0: thing. Yeah, I think that was so. That was my other question was if you know, if he won't take some other sort of value add where you know. Uh, again, you'd have to sort of brainstorm like this is a little bit easier with, you know, selling products or selling certain uh, like selling productized services or something where it's like, um, in, you know, instead of reducing your monthly subscription, you just add more things for the same, same price that you pay every month. And then it feels like you're getting a deal because But, but in reality, you're making the same amount of money. And anyway, so I'm getting a little into the weeds here, but I guess, I guess, so yeah, my other question was then aside from like, if this value reverse sort of reverse value add thing doesn't work, um, then yeah, could you, could you just do it as a fixed project? So I guess on Upwork when it, when it's a fixed project, do they still see the hourly breakout? Like, like can, can the public still see your hourly breakout later?
1: No, they just see that it was a fixed price project and the total price for it. In fact, you don't even, with Upwork, you um, log your time through their, through their desktop app. Right. But with fixed price projects, you're not obligated to do that.
0: So I guess what would be the downside of, of booking this one as a fixed price? Is it just that if it, if it went uh, over and got yeah. complicated, then you're, you're out of luck?
1: Yeah, pretty much. And, and I'd be okay with that. I do fixed price projects from time to time, but, and I thought of this, I was like, maybe I could just, you know, find out what the other person would charge in total and do the same amount. And I would just rely on myself to be able to do it faster. But, um, the fact, and I would do that except for this one, I feel like at this stage and he's, he's ready to go. He's even sent the offer for that, for that amount that he initially proposed, I could go accept it and get going. But the, at the stage we're at right now, I feel like there's too much up in the air. We've talked about ideas and like what he wants out of it, but it would be hard to really estimate how long it's going to take at this time. So I that's, see, that's uh, otherwise I would, I would, I would, I would definitely try that out, but it's, it's too, it's too, uh, undefined. I think because there's different ideas we've talked about. Oh, we could do this. Oh, we could do this, and we haven't decided which one if we're going to do those. And I'm I'm okay with that in an hourly setup because if they decide they want to add things, right. then it's going to you know it, I mean yeah it makes sense. So, so what yeah, I, what that's I, that's where we're yeah. At. So
0: I know I know what a lot of freelancers do is they'll they'll you know every time there's a, there's a fixed price project it It's based entirely on scope, right, and so you what you're saying is you haven't defined the scope well enough to feel comfortable in saying here's what a good flat rate price would be for this particular project yeah okay well that yeah that becomes that becomes interesting so uh yeah, so what I mean what are your plans moving forward?
1: Well, I actually had an insight as we've been talking about all of this that I was worried about oh, is this going to, you know, hurt my profile and all this, but like I said before, this is actually the highest, or or perhaps at least tied with the highest of any for hourly rate of any gig I've had, aside from the two that happened to come through while my hourly rate was high. Right. So, I mean, that's it's point. actually you know, like
0: like it's actually a good paying gig, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's a good paying gig, and and some people might hear this and think, well, like. I'm being too nitpicky or whatever, but maybe the, the, the fact of the matter is right now, I I can't afford to be a little nitpicky because there's enough like uh, invitations and proposals coming through. But now that I think about it, it wouldn't actually harm my profile because if it's higher than all the rest, it's only going to increase the average. Now it's not actually an average being calculated, but if they scan through, if someone, I don't, and I don't even know if clients do this, but I have to just assume that it might happen to be safe, I guess. But if they happen to scan through my recent projects, this one will actually show a higher rate than the others. And again, except for those two. And so it's only going to, to serve to increase the, the, the total value that they see there in the total hourly rate. So maybe it, it would be silly not to, I mean, had, it would have been awesome if I could have got, you know, what I'm, what I'm charging currently, or at least according to my profile, what I'm charging. But even if I can't, this is still better than what's already on there. Maybe the only thing is, yes, it's better than what's on the profile, but it's not as good as it could be because I am indeed still getting proposals for other jobs that are in the works. And if those come through at a higher rate, then all of a sudden this one will be, if it's a recent one, it'll kind of, it'll be a, It'll lower the average compared to those. Mm. Did that all come through all right? Did I say that? <laughs> yeah, clearly. Enough? Yeah, but I
0: think okay. I think you know over the long term, though, you're right. This will this will raise raise the average. But I guess you're right. If 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 you start getting a bunch of higher, although I, I, you know, at some point, it's like it, it's such a fine balance in any kind of business to balance the short term with the long term, right? And you don't you don't mm-hmm. want to make long term. Uh, sacrifices too much for short term gain, meaning money in your pocket, but at the same time, you know you can only make so many of these decisions where you pass on a project and don 't get paid before you have to go back and get a job right so uh, yeah, yeah it 's such a such a tough balance I mean, are you leaning one way or the other at this point
1: Well, I think now. It's also just, uh, it's a strange time where it is now because I'm still working on that, that old project, which I feel like I've been saying that for a while now. Well, because it's true. And so I haven't been able to, I haven't had the time to like be needing to pick up new projects. So I'll reply to them as they come in, but I haven't been out there like actively testing my rate and really trying to get a lot of new jobs and see if that rate is even going to be feasible in the long run. And you're right that like, eventually if the rate I have posted uh, proves to be too high for what like the Upwork market will allow, then I will have to lower it anyway. And so it's hard because I'm in this I'm trying to like make all these, uh, judgment calls on, on rates and what I'm, what I'm trying to accomplish and how it's going to affect things to to make all these judgment calls while I'm not actively, well, yeah, not, not actively testing this. And so I'm kind of just like having to halfway, halfway do this, uh, like this, this rate, I don't know, calculation and, and, uh, and make a lot of assumptions in about it. So am I leaning one way or another, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm leaning towards doing it actually since we've been talking about it now I'm, I'm leaning towards accepting it, except now, like as far as rate is concerned, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'd be okay to move forward. Now it's a question of, will that get in the way of me working on other projects that are current and live? And would it perhaps get in the way of future projects that are in the pipeline now that are at the higher rate. And we're just waiting on like, for one, I have one that's, that's waiting in the wings and someone's just getting like a, an NDA form ready for me and things like that. So if I accept this job and then those ones come through, will this all of a sudden be stressful to have this extra job? And if anything, I would drop the one that's lower paying, et cetera. So that's now what I'm thinking. I'm leaning towards it. Yes. In terms of, the pricing and everything, I think I've, I'm, I'm resigned to the fact, well, resigned sounds depressing. I, <laughs> I'm like, I, I've come to terms with the terms and, uh, it's just a matter of time and workload that I got to figure now.
0: It's, it's really interesting. I, you know, a lot of listeners know that, and you know, Andy, that I work a lot of days at the library. I'll just go set up shop at the public library and work for a little while. And a couple yeah. of days ago I, I went to the library to work and on, on the shelf was the third, I guess edition or uh, anyway a re-release of I guess what is a pretty popular book in terms of negotiating which I had never heard of but uh, you could tell from the the critical acclaim and the obviously it's the third edition and that sort of thing it's it's a pretty popular book and it's called Getting to Yes and so I'm about I'm only about 25 pages in so I am by no means an expert but it's it's interesting that this comes up now because what I'm enjoying so far about the book Um, is that it talks about negotiating based on, um, oh boy, someone who's listening to this is going to know this book way better than me and they're going to make fun of me, but it's something, it's something (laughs) like, um, it's something like negotiating based on like external, uh, factors instead of like your ego and. And a lot of times what negotiations can start to feel like is like, well, he's just trying to squeeze me for for more money or he's just trying to get a better deal. And in reality, like there are other external things that that everyone negotiates for. And if you can sort of focus on those and take ego out of it, it can it can actually you can come to an actual true win win. And, And what I'm thinking as I'm listening to you is like, you know, depending on your relationship with this guy. Which, remind me, have you worked with him before? I'm trying to remember if you said you've, you've done a project with him before. No, no this, this
1: is totally... Okay.
0: I, I guess, you know, depending on how, how comfortable you feel opening up with him, you could present some of these concerns like, hey, I'm worried that, you know, if the rate, if we do a lower rate, it'll damage my profile and I depend a lot on my profile for future projects and... But I do really want to do it because it's, you know, I do believe it's an honest and fair rate. Like, do you have any suggestions of how we could? Like, here are a couple of things I'm suggesting. Maybe we could do a fixed price thing, or maybe we could do whatever, and this, and you could still get what you want, and I could still get what I want, and we could both walk away happy. And I don't know. I just, I, I, it's interesting that that I, I'll have maybe better insights in a few more episodes when I've actually read the book. But, but it's starting to sort of make sense what the book is saying about using external factors instead of. Just pushing back and forth. Well, can you come a little closer to my price? No, I'm gonna stick on my price. Or yeah, sure, let's be yeah. in the middle. Like it's it's all about like price and ego instead of there are tons of other factors, you know. And he probably has just as many on his end. Like maybe his boss is hoping that he can do something, you know, in a certain amount of time under a certain budget, or maybe, you know, a guy has. Coworker just got fired and like he has to figure this project out by himself and like there's all these other yeah. intricacies that we don't consider when when we just only negotiate based on price instead of other other things i don't know if that resonates at all in this situation
1: yeah that, those are some good points i think that that seems to have a lot to do with communication in general like i think that sort of open communication is is a healthy way of communicating. Maybe when it comes to negotiating, people are naturally like really, really uh, hesitant to like show anything, like to show any of their, keep your cards close to your
0: chest and don't reveal anything. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I'm not going to give you any more information than you absolutely need. Which just breeds hostility, I think. Yeah. And, and I think I, there's probably, a, a, of course a time and a place to do that. And, and certain things that you would want to share and others that you wouldn't, but, um, I like what you're saying. And I, and I'm also thinking I need to, like, how, how much negotiation goes into this. I should have probably pick up that book or maybe several books on <laughs> negotiation and, and learn more about it. Cause I really do end up doing that, even though it doesn't necessarily feel like, like classic negotiating yeah. it, it,
0: is involved i've realized I, I i've i've been shocked at how much i mean I've, I've always done some negotiating like you know booking sponsors and that sort of thing you always are talking about price and that and all that but but there's a lot of negotiating even in things i didn't expect like collaborating on projects or becoming an affiliate with a company like even just negotiating your affiliate fee like I'm I'm just amazed at how often, as a person who works for myself, I I am negotiating. So I think you, you know that could be solid advice for anyone who's either working for themselves or thinking about working for themselves. Negotiation is just a part of business, and and it doesn't have to be. You know, a lot of us cringe at it. Like you think of sort of car salesman, or an apology to anyone who up there's a car salesman. But there's this stigma <laughs> about like you know. Just haggling back and forth, and and for some people the conflict is just too much. Um, so yeah, we maybe 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 you can read the book. I'll read the book, and we'll have some better insights later. But I don't know.
1: Yeah, and we'll see what I end up doing with this client because I'm sure I'll have to make a decision before before I read the book. <laughs> I but know. I don't know. I I like what you said, and I think there are some good points there, and. I'll just, I think I'll just have to weigh it out with, with some of these other things and, and really maybe I, I don't always have to sit down and plan exactly. And this is kind of nice that I don't have to plan exactly like this project's going to take to this day. This project's going to take to this day and I can do these two at the same time. I usually don't have to do that. I lately anyway, I can just sit down and, and work. And when they're done, they're done. Um, not all projects, you know, have that sort of flexibility, but maybe now I do need to sit down and really plan out the next three to four weeks or whatever and see if this fits into the picture. And if it does, I mean, why not? It's in some ways it's better than nothing. And like we said before, it will raise the average, but.
0: And at the end of the day, like you said, aside from two projects, it's really, it's a better rate than you've ever had before. So that's something to celebrate. Yeah, exactly. uh, And be excited about. And, and yeah, I, I'm kind of leaning that way. Not obviously don't let my, my swayings, influence you but but i i'd lean that way too if it's if it's a fair price uh you know like you said you don't even know if clients look at rates that often when they go to book you other than your actual current asking Uh rate so i think there's a lot of upside uh he could be a a future client that works with you regularly you never know so anyway i i'm sort of leaning towards it too but maybe we can so do you think within the next uh before our next episode, you'll, you surely will have known what you decided, right? We can check out about it. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, we'll open next episode with that then. So stay tuned. um, And, uh, <laughs> and we'll, we'll chat more next time. Does that sound all right? Yeah, it sounds great. Okay, perfect. Uh, before we jump off the air, just just one final reminder to everybody listening: if you want to catch the show notes, including a link to that book um, and any other links uh, that we've that we may have mentioned or resources that we may, may have mentioned through this episode or other episodes, you can find all the show notes for all of our episodes thus far at FreelanceLifePodcast.com and um, as as one last reminder also this episode is brought to you by our friends at Bonsai thanks again to Bonsai for their support Bonsai is seriously this is not marketing hype it's, it's probably one of the best kept secrets in freelancing I, I, uh, I recently discovered it I guess it's been a year now or so since I discovered it but it's Really a fantastic tool. You should go check it out. Uh, freelance com slash bonsai, B-O-N-S-A-I. If you use that link, Andy and I get a little bit of a kickback when you do sign up, if you choose to sign up. But you do get, you do get a 14-day free trial. So um, give it a shot. Completely free. No credit card required. And then if you choose to upgrade after 14 days, Andy and I will see just a little bit of that. And we thank you so much for your support. It helps us continue the show, continue chatting and publishing this show and other things that we do at Milo as well. Um, the show, this particular show was edited by Danny Gilman at echopodmedia.com. Thanks, Danny. And the theme music for the show is, is a song by Joaquin Garud. It's called Road Trip. And uh, My Freelance Life, of course, is a production of millo.co. You can learn more about us and listen to our other podcasts at M-I-L-L-O.co. We will talk to you next time on episode 20. 20 episodes, Andy. That's amazing. So we'll talk to you next time (laughs) on episode 20 of My Freelance Life. Thanks, Andy. We'll see you guys later.
1: See you.